This is Going Beyond Salvation, and this is episode 23 of Going Beyond Salvation. And uh, I'm your host, Jess Robinson. And so today I just want to, first of all, take care of some housekeeping things. Uh, Today we are going to go over the reading for the, the last podcast. And then essentially, after this podcast, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you seven days worth of podcast or seven days worth of reading. What has essentially, I've been praying about this because when I first started, I was able to go essentially five days. uh, I was able to go like five days every day putting a podcast up. And as I was doing it, I was able to do it essentially during my lunch hour, during whenever I could fit in time to try to get a podcast in. And during this whole COVID thing, COVID-19 deal with everything shut down, I was able to, when I was working from home, I was able to post a podcast. But now that I'm going back to Basin, there have been days where it's been like, for example, on Tuesday, you know, it was just hectic trying to even get a lunch break uh, with over at the newspaper office. And so essentially what is going to happen with Going Beyond Salvation podcast is originally when I thought about this, I thought, okay, every single day I'm going to be posting a podcast on the daily reading. And as I've watched the analytics of of my podcast, I noticed that most are listening on a Friday towards the weekend compared to during the week. And so I essentially said, well, they're not getting the other information that I've been laying out throughout the week. And so I've really prayed about it. And even during this whole COVID-19 thing, I was reading a book where I've learned that I've, I've had to place boundaries and, and really just look at my life and go, okay, what are some things that I can do to lower the busyness of my schedule, especially so that I can enjoy my evenings with my husband where, you know, where some evenings we would eat dinner and then I'd just say, well, I have to hurry and get a podcast done. And, and I just essentially would be tired, wouldn't really be able to think very much. And so it'd be hard for me to kind of get through some of these podcasts because I was tired and from my day and I really was just gaining whatever energy I could and on top of that, I've been approved, you know, by our, our board. I was essentially paying for my, my ministry classes on my own. And I was, the board approved for, for me to pay for my classes and, and continue on with my ministry certificate. And on top of that, I was, I'm not going to reveal what has happened in in our lives that it's good news, but it hasn't been like announced to our church yet. So I can't really say anything. I was able to announce to some people, but it hasn't been totally announced yet. And so I ha- I can't really say, but because of that, my schedule is 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 having to change. And so I was praying about it and I said, Lord, I just don't want to just shut down this podcast. And I prayed about it and the Lord really placed the idea upon me. So what is going to happen is essentially I'm going to give you seven days worth of reading at the end of the podcast. And what will happen is come Friday morning. So today is May 22nd. And so essentially... May 29th, if I'm correct, next Friday, on Friday morning, 
Um, just depending what avenue you 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 get this podcast, I will sometimes post in the morning, and some like on Spotify and like even Apple Podcasts will sometimes take a while. When that podcast posts, that there's going to be separate podcasts for that day, and what is essentially is going to be happening and I'm kind of going to be playing with it a little bit is there will be one podcast where it's all we where I discuss the Old Testament reading for those seven days and then there will be essentially other podcasts you know for Psalms, Proverbs and whichever New Testament book we're in and as we continue on, and I'll play with it as I go because I'll be doing the daily reading with you every single day, you know, reading and taking notes so that, you know, essentially when I go to put this pod toge- podcast together, there will be all these notes and and all of that. So what is essentially happening when going beyond salvation is there not there's not going to be an episode every single day. There will be an episode once a week and that is just also to help you because, you know, there are days that I just can't essentially do a podcast. Um, I've tried and, and I just was getting disappointed and I said, Lord, there's got to be a better way to do this. And the Lord just really laid it out for me. I think, you know, when we're going through you know, these new ventures, he puts us through, you know, trials and, and errors to, to help us to get better. And, and so he, that's what he's essentially is having me do. And this will be trial and error as well, because, you know, I like combining some of the old Testament with the new Testament. And sometimes I like, you know, combining, you know, Proverbs and Psalms, but, and we'll, we'll, I will play with that as we go, but we will see, you know, how there will probably most likely be multiple podcasts in one day. And, and my challenge to you is do the daily reading and then just take notes yourself in, in the daily reading, a verse that the Lord is highlighting to you. And uh, we'll see, you know, I'm going to trust the Lord as I'm doing this, that he's going to highlight the verses and and who knows, he'll probably highlight the same verse that you have for me, but otherwise, you know, it, it, I'm going to trust the Lord that he's going to guide and direct me in that, in that area. That's just what I feel like he's pushing me to because at this time, yes, I am having to sit there, you know, and even with what was announced, I'm having to lay down a lot of things in my life to say, you know, I, I have to say no, because I said yes to an, another deal in order to do this. And so what will essentially be happening with, with this podcast is that's what we're going to be doing. And then once we get done with the whole daily reading this year, I will, I'm going to be praying about that and evaluating what the Lord wants me to do in that, in that time for, for going beyond salvation, what he wants me to do. You know, I know for sure he doesn't want me to stop podcasting even after, you know, we're done with the daily reading. I know at some point, probably not next year, but in, in the coming years, we'll, we'll go through the daily reading again, but chronologically, and that, because that actually really changes when you go through in, in chronological order, the best that they've done. You, we really can't essentially put all of the Bible in chronological order, but it's really highlighted, especially when you get into 1 Kings, 2 Kings, and and even first Samuel and second Samuel, you know, in David's life, pairing up the the Psalms that were probably around and written around those those times, and it really uh, puts a new depth and understanding 
And even when you get to the prophets, how they're all connected to to the Old Testament with First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and and so it can get a little confusing sometimes. But it's a lot of fun to to go through that. I've been doing that on the side and it really has helped me to understand and it's deepened my knowledge and understanding of the Bible and what, and, and given a deeper background of, of what was happening. And so that's essentially what will happen today is we will just go through what I had originally planned out. And then I'm going to give you those seven days and, you know, and that's just my challenge. And once that podcast comes up, you know, I just challenge you to to listen to it. And I love listening. You know, I'm going to kind of share a little bit about my, about my life a little bit. But, you know, the days that I have off, I generally stay home and study. But I also, you know, this time of the year, I'm gardening. I take about an hour in my, in, in my day to to clean the house and, and do housework and organizing on a certain room and all of that so that, you know, I can keep up with, you know, keeping my house clean. And, and on top of that, but while I'm doing that, I'm still worshiping the Lord because, you know, and I have this routine where I sit there and I listen to worship music for a bit and then, at some point, I'll turn on a video of, of a preacher that I like listening to. And I, I I change up which one, you know, each time and listen to that. And as I'm going, and then I do listen to an audio Bible for a little bit in a different translation uh, so that I can you know, get a different feel of the verses. And then I, at some point in my day, I will turn on a podcast while I'm doing dishes, while I'm cooking so that I, I will do that. And so that's my challenge to you is, you know, you, you may wonder, okay, this, for example, probably the old Testament is going to be the longest podcast because we have so much to pack in. And you're going to be like, how can I sit through and listen to a podcast? You know, you can listen to it in your car now that things are opening back up. You can listen to it, you know, doing your housework. You can listen to it doing, you know, anything, essentially, even gardening. You know, there's been times that I've had a pastor on while, you know, gardening, transplanting my plants. And... And there's been times the Lord has spoken to me while I'm doing that. So that's just my challenge to you. And, and so, you know, I hope you're, you're understanding about this, but it's going to be a lot easier. And as, and yes, as I was looking at the analytics, you know, when I first started, there was quite a few people listening to every day. And then at at some point it kind of dropped, but you have other people that listen in towards the weekend, but I'm sitting there going, well, they're missing out on some of the other stuff and, and not getting all the information. And so my challenge to you is to listen to it on when it comes out on Friday or even on the weekend, even if you have to break it up where Old Testament's on Friday, you know, and, and just go on forward that way, that's fine. You know, whatever's going to work for you. I just want you to be able to not stop reading and doing the daily reading and be able to continue listening to this podcast and kind of getting an understanding. And so that's just something that I wanted to do. And so without further ado, we're going to jump in into, I'm going to actually break this off and then we're going to jump into our daily reading. So we are back and essentially in in that chapter 19 and 20 of Joshua we're still in the allotments and then chapter 20 goes into 
well, there's actually an allotment for Joshua, but there's also, they, they designate, chapter 20 is kind of really short, and it's essentially allotting out the cities of refuge. And as we read before in, in the, in, in, in several of the books, when, in, in Moses's time that the Lord had instructed them that they were to provide cities of refuge. And this was for a place for those who accidentally and unintentionally um, killed a person. And it was a place they could flee there so that they would not be killed uh, by, by the avenger of, of blood. And so they could stay there and and there was a trial that was held, a fair trial. And if they found the person that they were practically innocent in a way, like you could term it that way because it was unintentional, they didn't mean to, they could stay in that refuge. And, And they had to stay there until the high priest of that time passed away, then they could go back to their home, which is sad because, I mean, if you ended up dying (laughs) before the high priest, then you never got to see your homeland ever again. However, it, it brought justice because God was concerned in that area. And it's just like, you know, our society today, there are people that there have been accidents that have happened. You know, my, my grandma told me that my grandpa you know, I, I remember when I was a little girl, my grandma told me that my grandpa had accidentally killed somebody. And I said, what do you mean? And that no charges were ever brought to him. And it was because he had been driving. They had been driving in their car and he had seen this person out on the on the sidewalk and he noticed that they were like really staggering and he had slowed down a little bit to make sure that he, he wouldn't, you know, just to kind of watch the person, but he, you know, hadn't really, really slowed down too bad. And he continued on and he was going to try to get around this person, you know, and, and where they, the part of the town that they were in, this person, the, the distance from the sidewalk to the street wasn't very far. And, the person was staggering, but, you know, he thought, well, maybe, you know, it, the time of day it was, and it was evening. He thought this person had left the bar, but he was just going to get around them. Well, as it happened, he kind of looked away for a minute, you know, to look the other way. And as he went forward and continued going forward, the person actually fell off of the sidewalk and onto the street and he accidentally ran over the person and the person was intoxicated with when they found out later but and my grandfather never had any charges brought up against him because it was an accident you know and he wasn't being negligent at all and so no charges were brought against him at that time he was doing you know, a little bit under the speed limit because he didn't know what was happening, but the person ended up dying. And it was just because of, you know, they, they fell into the street. And that's how God is, is God was concerned about justice for people that, you know, accidents happen. And, and he was concerned about that. That just shows who he is as a God, that he does care about and he cared about every single detail, which shows that if he cared about that kind of detail, how much does he care about the details of our lives and and what is going on? And so that's essentially uh, with Joshua that the Lord had pointed out. And so I'm just going to jump into Proverbs because we're not really far along in time. And so in Proverbs, we went through verses 16 through 18 of chapter 10. And the first one in verse 16, is says, The wages of the righteous bring them life, but the income of the wicked brings them punishment. And so essentially, what it's, when you think about it, it's you reap what you sow. And 
is what happens. You know, you reap what you sow. And we talk about, we're going to be talking about that as we get further along in the New Testament, especially in the book Galatians, because Paul brings that up about you reap what you sow. And so, you know, if you're, especially in, in your relationship with the Lord, when you're, you know, really allowing him to change your life, you know, you're going to end up, you know, what, what you're doing, the time that you're putting into in, in the word, when the time that you're putting into prayer, you're going to start reaping fruit because the Lord is going to take what, what you're putting into your life which is the word and time with him. And there's going to be fruit that's going to come out that that is from him and him alone. Essentially, you know, we're still not perfect, but you know, we're going to start reaping things that, that and, and putting in and sowing things into people's lives, you know, we'll start sowing the word into people's lives through, you know, how God has changed us and, and his work in, in our lives. But you think of the people that, you know, are essentially, yeah, they're wicked. And, and you look at people like I, you know, for example, I'm going to say, you know, this example, because I, I've done the research a lot and it's, it's people with pornography that start off with, with pornography, that they really allow that to take over their lives. And what happens is it, their mind becomes deprived as they're watching pornography and their view of, of marriage and, and sexuality ends up becoming deprived. And essentially you know, as I've researched and I've seen, you know, sitting in the courts, people who just started off with just essentially just watching one porn video and it's become such an addiction and it, it gravitates more and more to the legal things. And there are those that I see that go through the court. It's either child and they end up molesting a child themselves or they start looking at child pornography which I consider it still being a child molestation even though you know and it's and it it could even lead to kidnapping it can lead to them you know doing things that are illegal and and it's sad you know as I you know like there's one case where you know they're essentially blaming a person saying, well, you know, if they would have done their duty, this wouldn't have happened. This person wouldn't be doing this. And it's like, you're blaming this person for this? And it's like, no. And so it's like, and, and as I told my coworkers, I'm like, there's something more to this that that developed into to what this person did. There's more to it. Than, than what we know. And, and so that's the thing about it. And it's not just pornography. You see it with people with drug addictions. You see it with people that, you know, steal and, and all of that. And not just that, you know, with lying and, and all of that. At some point, you're going to, if you're unrepentant, you're going to reap, reap what you sow. And so, and it's going to be found out. So that's, you know, verse 16. And then it jumps right into 17. That, you know, those who, you know, he who heeds discipline shows the way of life. But whoever ignores correction leads others astray. And it just shows that, you know, when, you know, it's not just obeying the law. You know, part of it's obeying the law. You know, even, you know, your your laws and and wherever you're at, unless they're telling you to not worship God. But essentially it's when you're heeding the Lord and his discipline, when he's telling you, I don't want you to do this, or when you're in such a relationship with him, he ends up showing you 
things in your life that you need to walk away from, when you're heeding that instruction, it's leading to life. But when you're essentially hardening your heart and allowing yourself to continue to welcome sin into your life and not letting go of the things the Lord has clearly, through the Holy Spirit, convicted you of, you're welcoming in punishment as, you know, as I was saying, you reap what you sow. And, and so it kind of ties into there. And then in verse 18, it says, he who conceals his hatred has lying lips and whoever spreads slander is a fool. You know, I want to talk about the first part, you know, he who can conceals his hatred has lying lips. There's a thing about anger and when you allow anger to build and you don't let it go and you don't forgive, you know, we're called to forgive, but if you don't forgive, especially the person and you don't allow the Lord to help you to forgive them. You can allow anger to grow and that bitterness can lead to bad things. Uh, and what they mean by lying lips is, you know, when you're essentially lying to God that everything's okay, but it's not. But you're also lying to others. And it's hard. I've seen that in my life personally, that when I haven't let go of something, but I'm telling people I'm fine, I'm essentially lying. <laughs> And in all of that, and there's nothing wrong with being honest that, that you are struggling with anger. You're being honest with yourself and you're being honest with the Lord when you're struggling with anger. And there's a thing called righteous anger. Yes, there's righteous anger. But when you allow that anger to form into bitterness and unforgiveness, that's where the problem happens. And, and, and there's, it's a, a lesson to all of us that we have to be honest with ourselves and our emotions and what's going on in our lives. We have to be honest and be honest to the Lord about it, how we're feeling. And he wants us to be honest. You know, we have such a connection with him. He wants us to be honest with how we're feeling. And he knows, he knows before we even say anything, but he wants us to be honest with him and to come to him and, and be willing to share that with him. And the second part of it is whoever spreads slanders is a, is a fool. And it talks about gossiping. Gossiping, you know, at, like I was listening to somebody yesterday. They say, I hate when I gossip because I just don't feel good. You know, I just don't feel good. And it's like, yeah, when, when, when you do gossip, especially about other people, you really don't feel good. And like, you know, my husband was saying, and even I have said, you know, in some of the workplaces we've been in where gossip is prevalent, it's like, I don't even want to be around it. Like it just changes the atmosphere. And, and people who gossip, like I just say, you know, it's just like when the wind blows leaves, you can't, you know, it blows it everywhere, you know, and, and being in a small town, it's hard because gossip likes to like go around in a small town. Like when I was in Laramie, it was really hard for gossip to go around because it's, it's bigger. Granted, probably gossip goes around like in a church and stuff. And the church we were at was small, but like in a small town like Powell, Wyoming, gossip goes around so fast. Like I remember the first year being married and we really didn't get to enjoy, you know, the first year being married because people were coming up to us and saying, well, we heard you're pregnant and it was not true. I was not pregnant. And it was like, there was all this rumors going around this gossiping that, that I had become pregnant and that's why I was married to my husband. And it was like, that's not true. And, and they said, well, you know, she was pregnant because you could see it in the engagement photos. I, and I want to say this. Yes, I had gained some weight around the time that when we were engaged and we were doing our engagement photos, it was around November 
And what had happened in that time was I was through going through a very stressful time in my life because my grandmother was was dying and you know she was dying we were going through her death and on top of it my mom was very very sick uh she was needing a hysterectomy but they could not and she didn't want to do the hysterectomy right away because her mother that was her mother was dying and so they they held it off long enough and they're like we're going to hold it off till after thanksgiving but that's it if your mom's not dead you still have to come in here because you're going to die if you don't do this and so i had gained some weight because it was stressful it was a stressful time for me and and so yes I looked heavier in my engagement photos and then I lost a little bit of weight right before the wedding but yeah you know and people are like oh she had this big old flowing dress to hide the belly and I'm like no my dress was a little bit big but it was bigger past the hips it was you know, it's like if I was pregnant, even in my wedding dress, you would have been, been able to tell. And I was like, I was not pregnant. And I come to find out that it was a family member of mine that was spreading the rumors that, that I was pregnant. And that's why. And, and so, yeah, we really shouldn't be spreading gossip because it's going to return back to that person and they're going to feel bad. Like I just felt I was so self-conscious about my weight and even like if I did not feel good, I didn't even want to go anywhere because I just felt like people were going to think, oh, she's pregnant. And so that's just something what gossip does. It ends up coming back to the person and it hurts because it's like, really? You you guys couldn't come to me personally and, and you know, ask me face to face yourselves but you had to just make up a lie and share that and so that's essentially you know you have to be careful that just don't slander don't gossip you know if you it's you know I and I it sounds cheesy but you know there's a lot of truth behind you know what Thumper said if you don't have anything nice to say at all don't say it you know and, you know, from Bambi, even though, you know, out of love, you know, we can tell people, you know, if we see, you know, especially our friends, our Christian friends, if they're not walking in the way of the Lord, out of love, we can share that, hey, you know, you shouldn't be walking down this path. But that's different from, from gossip. So... That's something that was on my heart with Proverbs, and I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick break and then jump into Luke chapter 13 through 14, verse 24. We're back and we are in verse 13. Or not verse 13, chapter 13. We're just finishing out at verse 31. And we see Jesus' sorrow for Jerusalem in this one. And it actually, Luke actually is the only one that shares this about that the Pharisees tell him that he needs to go somewhere else because Herod, who you know is this big leader wants to kill him and he's like no I'm not going to <laughs> I'm going to continue on and and because he knew he wasn't going to die yet until he got into to Jerusalem but we see his heart for for Jerusalem and he's like you know weeping and and that's a godly sorrow and you will feel that as you start to guard your heart and the Lord really starts opening your eyes to people who are in sin. It's, you know, sometimes like I'll feel a righteous anger, but at the same time, I will feel a righteous sorrow, like this sorrow that overcomes when I see family and friends that are not following in the way of the Lord. Like my, 
my most fondest example of when I felt really a lot of godly sorrow. I was in, it was when I was engaged to my husband. It was a couple days before our wedding. And of my two friends that I had in high school, they were taking me out for the, the bachelorette party. And there's just some things from the Holy Spirit like that I noticed. And I, I was trying to tell them and hint to them that my life has changed. I'm a Christian. And, you know, I was starting to teach kids church. And so I was really taking that seriously. <laughs> and at that time, I remember just the Holy Spirit was kind of just telling me like, to be careful that night. Like he was just putting this urgency to be very careful that what I do could affect, you know, my relationship with Jay the rest of my life. It could affect my relationship with the Lord the rest of my life. And it could even affect my relationship with my pastor and them. And, and prior beforehand, you know, before that whole thing. I was also going through my 21st birthday when I was engaged to my husband. And there was people in my family that wanted to kidnap me for the day on my 21st birthday and get me drunk so they could go get drunk. And I didn't want to get drunk. Like I just had this feeling like I don't want to get drunk. And my husband, he had he, yes, he had gotten drunk before, you know, and he, he had turned 21 and, and he had said, you know, and it wasn't a time that he really wasn't following the Lord, but he told me, he's like, it's not worth it. I've never gotten drunk since then because he's like, I woke up and I was sick and it was like, it's not worth it. The hangover is not worth it. And so my husband, and when he came back from Iraq, and I think this was the Lord protecting him. When he came back from Iraq, he did try drinking, you know, like he would just have like a glass of scotch. Like he wasn't going to get drunk, but he was getting like sick and he would try like wines and all of that. And he would just get sick. And that's that way. Like my husband's that way. He gets sick with alcohol. He even gets sick drinking soda. Like he cannot have soda, which is sad because he loves A&W root beer like from the actual A&W restaurant he loves it but he can only have like three sips because after three sips he gets sick and so I feel sorry for him but essentially when I I just did not want to drink and I was trying to share that to my friends even before then and I just felt like it wasn't getting through to them they're like oh come on it's just one night and I still went with them because I was like, well, I love them. They're my friends. You know, they were my friends from school. And maybe if I share with them what my life has been like with Christ, maybe they won't want to drink. And we were at dinner. I was sharing what the Lord had done in my life because we hadn't really seen each other. You know, one had gone to Laramie. One had gone to South Dakota and I was in Powell. And it was like not getting through to them. And we had gone from having dinner. We went and watched a rodeo. And while I was there, I, I just had this overwhelming feeling that I needed to get out of there. Like I was just having this feeling I need to get out of here. This is, this is not good. And it really confirmed because the one friend was actually a minor and she was supposed to be the designated driver. And she, you know, while we were at the, the rodeo, well, the rodeo in Cody, Wyoming, they just give you, if you say you want a six pack of, of beer, they'll give you just all the cans. They just don't do one can at a time. And so she had ordered a can of beer and I was like, well, I don't drink that stuff. Like I don't like it in the first place. And, um, 
I just remember looking over and she had given the miner a can of beer and I just knew in my spirit because I'd been teaching kids I'm like no I can't condone this I cannot condone this and so I was not happy and they're like oh come on light up it's lighten up it's you know just one night you know like God's you know we're, we're saved by grace and I'm like I don't feel good about this and so I made the excuse to go to the bathroom and while I was in the bathroom I texted my my husband who was my fiance at the time and I was like can you come get me because I you know he was the only one close enough to come get me and so I just said I'm I'm done and and so we left and he said I'll meet you where they're going to take you next And so he came and got me and my friends were mad because I essentially crashed the party. And yes, I essentially crashed the party, but it was after I had left and I went to go to bed and I just started crying and weeping because I just felt such a sorrow that for my friends, because I was like, you guys are walking on a path, a very, very shaky path. And I just start crying and weeping. And, and that's how it is, is the Lord. And I remember, and I've heard that with my mom, you know, with certain family members that have just totally turned their backs on us that since we become believers and she says, it's hard. You, you sit there and weep and cry because it's not the rejection that hurts. It's, the fact that you know what, the path that they're walking on and, and they're, you're crying and you, you want to be that, that mother and, and, and gather up and gather them up and, and get them away from that. But you can't. And so that's how Jesus was. And, and so we get there and, and we get into 14 and, it's at the Pharisee's house and there's that question about whether it's to heal on the Sabbath or not. Their hearts, Israel's heart had hardened. There was such this religious thing going on and Jesus is going like, hey, you know, if your son or an ox falls into a well on the Sabbath day, aren't you going to pull them out? Because in that time it should have been considered work. And they had nothing to say. And he, it kind of jumps, you know, Luke kind of jumps from that to, you know, noticing that the guests are just picking the seats of honor. And he's talking about humility, that people who are humble are going to be exalted. And people that exalt themselves are going to be humbled. And And we'll talk, there's a lot of verses about humility in Proverbs, and we'll talk about it more and more. But humility is a huge thing in in your Christian walk. Because when you allow pride to take over in in your Christian walk, pride will will take you upon that path, the same path that these religious leaders got into. And... Pride can cause you to become very religious and it can cause you to really allow God not to work in your life. And and bad things can happen because of that. And, you know, we see, you know, like my pastor has always told me, he's like, never criticize another pastor that has fallen. Which is true because, you know, I, I look at some pastors that are fallen and you, and it's that whole Jesus feeling sorrow. You feel sorry for them, especially when they, especially when they're repentant about the whole thing, because they, you know, essentially like, as my grandma told me when I was little, because there was that people that criticized her because she she had 
study material from from Jimmy Swagger. And if you don't know who Jimmy Swagger was, is he's you know, he, he had a, a, a moral failure in his life while he, you know, being this, this evangelist. But he was very repentant about what he did. And my grandma, her thing was, she's like, you know what? That's between him and God. And it just shows that he's human. And, and she's like, if he's repentant, it's, it's done. And, and that's what I've said is, a person who is repentant and but there's other christian leaders that there are people that and because you know my pastor shared with me that there was one pastor that they knew that was very very critical of jimmy swagger and several other pastors that had failed morally and was walking in pride and another teacher of theirs told them that this person was walking towards a downfall and that person did. And so that's a huge thing about humility, you know, and, and many people mistake humility as being critical of yourself, not having, you know, confidence. You can have a godly confidence, like you can have a confidence in who you are in the Lord and that, you know, and walking in the freedom that God has given, given you. And at the same time, still being humble, you know, you can still be humble and, and still have that confidence or, or that, you know, being humble means you're not, you know, rich in finances either that you're supposed to be poor in in finances. That's the biggest mistake most people get. God is going to bless you abundantly, especially as you're tithing and giving back to him. You're going to be blessed in so many ways. So we'll talk a lot more about humility as we go along. Um, Because Jesus is the ultimate. What he did was the ultimate act of humility. You know, and we'll talk about that, especially when we get into Philippians, because there's such a powerful verse in, in Philippians about Christ and humility. So then there's the parable of the great banquet. And this was originally applied to Israel and its rejection of the gospel, you know, and essentially pointing that the gospel was going to go to others. But what it was is that It also applies to to us today. You know, it's those who initially accept the invitation but refuse to come. It represents us believers who have accepted or have appeared to accept the invitation to Jesus um, of Jesus to salvation. But our love for him and the heavenly kingdom has grown cold. And our thoughts become worldly and our priorities become, you know, not heaven, heavenly minded. And we have to be careful of that. Um, and we'll see that in the book of Revelation as well and into the letters to the churches. And so that's just something that I want to just, as we finish off, just challenge you. Has, has your love for God grown cold? You know, in that case, you really need to sit and figure out what's going on. You know, really get into the word, allow the word to speak to you. And also, you know, be in prayer. You may have to walk away from a few things to figure out what's going on. Take a break and and all of that. So that's my thing to you today. And, um, kind of backing up before that parable of the great banquet he was talking about you know don't just invite your friends to to the banquet but the poor and all of that that's kind of just saying about you know you reap what you sow you know sow into the 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 people that that need Jesus you know put your time into them and and love them and so 
that's essentially for today's podcast. So like I said, I'm going to give you seven days worth of reading. So in day one, we're going to read Joshua chapter 21 through chapter 22. We're going to read Psalm 50 verse 7 through 15. Proverbs 10 verses 19 through 21, Luke chapter 14 verse 25 through chapter 15 verse 10. In day two, it's going to be Joshua chapter 23 through 24. And essentially, I'm going to kind of back up here because this is going to take a while. What I'm going to challenge you to do is we're going to read the rest of Joshua which is, you know, 21 through 24. Then we're going to jump into Judges and go through chapter 10 of Judges in the Old Testament. So I just challenge you, you might want to do one or two chapters a day. Uh, That's up to you. And then we're going to go through the rest of Psalm 50 And through Psalm 50, we're going to do Psalm 51 as well. And we're going to read Psalm 52 verses 5 through 9. We're going to finish Proverbs 10. So read the rest of Proverbs chapter 10. You know, starting at verse 19. And then we're going to read Proverbs chapter 11. And we're going to go through verse 1 through verse 9. And then in the book of Luke, we're going to continue on in chapter 14, verse 25. And we're going to end at chapter 19, verse 27 at the end of the week. And so just take what, however you want to, however long, just depending on your day. If you want to try to get it all done in one day, that's up to you. But my challenge is, is just to break it up. If you want to just do Old Testament one day, whatever you want to do. I just challenge you in that. And so we're going to end in a prayer and um, just continue on, continue on through this. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, God. And Lord, as we just continue this journey in your reading, I pray for every person who listens to this podcast to just continue on in the reading and let your word bring revelation in your heart and in their hearts and in my heart. Lord, I pray that you just be magnified and glorified in every single way. Lord, allow us to walk in humility. Allow you and allow ourselves, Lord, to to be changed by you and to allow the fruit of the Spirit to begin to form in our lives. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week, you guys. Mm-hmm.